Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Praise the Lord. Right, let's pray. Father, we're grateful unto you. We thank you for your word that is available. We thank you for your word that blesses us all the time. I pray in Jesus' name that your word that is anointed will be exalted and will lift us up. In Jesus' name, say a big amen. amen. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 20. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Verse 19 says, Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he taught on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, Fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Now, please take your seat. We are going to be considering the wisdom of ministry. This is part one. This is our year of ministry in this church. And um, in this church, when you put our mission is to bring transformation, healing, and meaning to the lives of many people in different societies through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Then the vision is to bring church growth through innovative ways. Praise the Lord. Innovative harvesting of souls and grooming people to succeed in life. So when you put the two together... It is summarized as experiencing Jesus and birthing ministries. So that is what you hear us say, experiencing Jesus and birthing ministries. So what we're trying to say that God has called this church that will be a hotspot in the kingdom to make people who don't know Jesus to experience Jesus through the preaching of the gospel. And then when we have become born again, the next level is to birth the ministry God has wired us with before the foundation of the earth. That's why we talk about birthing ministries. So, in this camp, in the three days, we'll be dealing with very blessed things. And let me say that anytime you touch 
the core thing in the will of God for your life, you expose yourself to blessings. And for a child of God, this is the primary thing that will bring you blessing. After being born again, the ministry is the primary key for connecting yourself with the blessings of the Lord. So it's important that we teach about the ministry. The ministry over the years has become a mystery to many people. When people hear about ministry, they run. They are like Jonah. <laughs> they just run. But it's very simple. So we're going to use Mary, Joseph, and the birth of Jesus Christ to teach ministry, at least for this camp. Is that great? Is that great? And the whole year I'll be teaching ministry. So in verse 18, the Bible said, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with a child of the Holy Ghost. So there was Joseph, there was Mary. They had made plans to marry. In fact, they had done the customary marriage. And uh, they were preparing to finalize everything to consummate their marriage. Then they found out that the lady was pregnant. The virgin was pregnant. Hey, that's a serious matter. Is it not a serious matter? Now it's serious. Then it was even more serious. So, but the mystery here is that that which was conceived in Mary, Bible said, was of the Holy Spirit. And Paul said, we don't preach anything. We only preach Christ Jesus and him crucified. So, ministry is Jesus. Jesus is the embodiment of ministry. So, the birth of Christ is the birth of ministry on earth. That is God doing ministry as a man in the midst of human beings. That is why for every genuine man of God, your real ministry is the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Are you there with me? Any other thing that doesn't have relevance with Jesus is something else other than the ministry we have been called to. So ministry explains the mystical marital relationship between God's spirit and the church. That is, Mary is pregnant and her pregnancy is of the Holy Spirit. So there is a mystical marital relationship between God and the church. And like Mary, the church is always the wife or the bride and Christ is the bridegroom. Is it in your Bible? So there's a relationship, <laughs> a mystical relationship between God's spirit and the church. And it's a marriage. God is the husband of the church. He's the head of the church. So here, when you understand that what Mary is pregnant with is of the spirit. No human being has a hand in it. It makes you know that ministry is a mystery. Ministry is what? It's a mystery. 
Now, there is what is called the predetermined counsel of God. Everybody say predestination. predestination. In Romans chapter 8 verse 1, if you read Romans chapter 8 verse 1, it says that there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Verse 2, watch this. For say, for the law of the spirit of life. Verse number 3, then it says that for what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. You read on. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. All right? But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. So you can clearly see that there are some people who are carnal. The next verse says to be carnally minded is what? Death. And to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So there is something called being spiritually minded. And I mentioned this to tell you that in our spiritual mindedness as children of God, there is something called predeterminate counsel of Jehovah. For example, if you read the book of Revelation, it says that Christ was the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. So before Jesus came in the flesh, he had already been slaughtered on the altar of God in the heavenly places. Are you here with me? That is to say that nothing surprises God. That God is in charge. So, you read the same Romans and it says that they that he foreknew, he also predestined, he called, praise the Lord. So, there is something called predestination. And ministry is one of those predeterminate counsel of God. Why do I say so? Mary was espoused to Joseph, but before they came together, the Holy Spirit already made his move. I mean, this is somebody. Customary marriage has been done. Before they consummated the marriage, the Holy Ghost had already gone ahead to impregnate the woman. Precious Holy Spirit. He is still holy. Praise the Lord. <laughs> that is to say that we were called I mean, Jesus, the birth of Christ, which is the ministry itself, you have to see it like that, was born out of the spirit before they came together in the flesh. That's what the Bible said. Look at it. It's in verse 18. It says, the B part, it said, before they came together, even though they were espoused, Mary was espoused to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit before they came together. God already made his move. God had already impregnated the woman before they naturally came together. What does it mean? <laughs> what it means is that heaven had his program. <laughs> heaven what? Yeah. The program of heaven is superior to the program of humans. So before they came together, God had already caused 
what is naturally impossible to happen. And what pastor is saying here right now is that we, the children of God, we were called and ordained before our parents knew each other. <laughs> we were called and ordained. Your ministry was called, ordained, confirmed before your parents knew each other. Is somebody here now? Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. Just watch it. Before they came together, he said, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. That's it. There was a relationship before you became a clot of blood in the womb of thy mother. I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee what? So here, we see that he says that before I formed thee in the belly of thy mother. So where, where, where was Jeremiah? Jeremiah was in the predetermined counsel of God before he became a, an, an atom of a cloth in the body of the mother. God had already, his ministry had been played out before God. Before he became a clot of that. So maybe the mother when she was pregnant with her thought that he was going to become an architect. But God said that I had already called you. I had ordained you a prophet unto the nations. Now tell somebody my ministry is already part of the counsel of God. And it's been predetermined. Predestined. Talk to somebody. Tell somebody your ministry before you came here on earth, God had already determined it. Praise the Lord. Do you understand now? For a child of God, so whether, whether you are in the church, whatever you are being called to do, every one of us, God already, to say ordained, Jesus said, I have called you, you have not called me, I have called you, I have ordained you, I have sanctified you. It means that oil has already been poured upon you. He was anointed as a prophet. Every phase of your life, whatever you'll be doing in the kingdom of God, if you follow the will of God, you have already been anointed phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four. So somebody is doing business and making money now, and that money is using it to finance the work of God. He, that person has an anointing for this phase. To do that, is somebody here at all? Somebody, that's why you see that some people start ministry by singing. They get to a point and they can't sing again. But they had the anointing to sing at a particular point in time. And then God moved them on and gave them another anointing, which was already poured upon them before they became a, a natural something. Are you here at all? So here, ministry is the supreme will of God for every believer on earth. Why? Because it was predetermined before you came here. So, being who God wants you to be and doing what God wants you to do in his kingdom is of utmost importance to God than anything you are here to do on earth. If you can understand, say, I understand. So, question is, is marriage important? Why not? <laughs> Is school important? Why not? Is business important? Yes. But is that the ultimate of God for your life? 
No. School is part of God's plan for you to become what he wants you to become. You can imagine me trying to be what God has called me to be without the school that I have attended over time. But the education I've received is helping me to perform the ultimate purpose of God for my life. Is God talking to somebody? That's why in this church we don't allow kubolo lifestyle. <laughs> there are many people we are pushing to go to school even though they don't have money. You have a degree, you must go and do masters. The church pays. Go to school. Because people do business. Go and do business. But you have to understand that all those junctions are supposed to help you get to your final destination. Is God talking to somebody? So if I, if I get, I'll go to school again. You too, when you get. And if there's another level of business, do. If there is some politics you can do, do. <laughs> because all of that comes together to help us to fulfill our mission as missionaries. Praise the Lord. Is God talking to somebody here? And uh, so, that is the supreme will of God for every believer. God wants every believer to have a mindset of ministry in everything you are doing. So, God wants ministry to be birthed in us. Christ was born. Ministry is birthed. So, you can be born again and you have the potentiality to give birth. And you have not engaged the spirit of the Lord to bring forth. So even though you have a viable womb, viable tubes, and all of that, you are not ready to give birth, and therefore you are not pregnant in the first place. And there are many believers who can have plenty of fruits, but are not ready to engage to give birth. You find out that Mary was impregnated by the spirit. Eish. So, in birthing the ministry, what is God's channel under the new covenant? What is God's channel for whatever ministry God has put in you to come forth? Whatever God has called you to do as your purpose, what is God's channel? We want to consider the church and the ministry. The church and what? The church and ministry. So in, in this story of Mary and Joseph, you see that Mary was espoused to Joseph. That means that they were building a family together. Is that correct? They were building a family together. God already had a plan that he wanted his son to come on earth or he wanted to enter the earth as a human being to save humanity. And that is a ministry. But... He now put Joseph and Mary together, customary, legitimately, as a family. And out of that family, he was able to bring forth the supernatural ministry he wanted to push on the face of the earth. So, the church, the marriage of Mary and Joseph was a legitimate channel for the birth of Christ, our ultimate ministry. 
Now, whilst the Father, God the Father, used the two as physical containers for customary purposes, the child was, however, born by the Holy Spirit. So you see here that Joseph was there, Mary was there, customarily everything had been satisfied. But what came out of that marriage was born by the Spirit. So God needed the human structure to do the supernatural work he needed to do. Is God talking to somebody here? We are going somewhere. So ministries, first of all, are born by the Holy Spirit. It was the Spirit that impregnated Mary. The lady is pregnant, but it is me, the Holy Ghost. Even though the natural husband is there, the natural mother is there, the Spirit has put something in the woman. So the point is that ministry revolves around a godly family called the church. Ministry what? It revolves around what? A godly family called what? You see, camp, dear, camp. Let me tell you. Camp is not for babies. So. Camp is for empowerment for the work of the ministry. So when we are doing, like you can do a camp for Titan and explore the issue of Titan from wherever. So by the time you live here, there's no question in your mind. Camp is not for jumping. When we are doing convention, we say, receive prophecy one, I receive. Receive prophecy two, take it, I take it. But camp, tell somebody we are doing camp. We are soaking. So, the family was important for what God wanted to do. And under the New Testament... The church revolves around the family, which is called the church. Ministry revolves around the family, which is called the church. So the baby that was born, which is the ministry, was born through the family, which is the church. So the church is known as God's family in the new covenant. So when you look at a scripture like, Ephesians chapter 3 verse 15, very quickly. It says that, of whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named. So, there is a family in heaven and on earth which belongs to God the Father. And the name of Jesus Christ is upon us and that is the church. Galatians chapter 6 verse 10. Galatians chapter 6 verse 10. Watch this scripture very carefully. It says that, as we have therefore opportunity... Let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Everybody say the household of faith, the of faith. is the church. the church. Tell somebody the household of faith, household is, the faith. is the church. So the, that's why the, our Christianity is called the faith. And this faith has a household. That is God's family. God's family is called the household of faith. It's called the church. Now, in the old covenant, somebody could come from the bush and is a prophet and they don't know his source. Like Elijah. 
Elijah the Tishbite. Nobody knows his source. Is God talking to somebody? Melchizedek. Nobody knows his source. He just appears. But under the new covenant, ministries were born out of the church, the early church. So even though we have made the first point that ministry is born by the spirit, it has to come from a family. It has to come from what? And that family is the local church. So, if you say you have a ministry, it doesn't become legitimate until it is coming from a family. Hey. <laughs> you must have a source. You must have what? You, your source must be traceable. Uh, God is about to say something. So. so, you see that Joseph is there, Mary is there, they are pregnant, the baby was planted in them by the Holy Spirit. But, whilst the father used the two. Now, ministries are born by the Spirit. And the baby was nurtured and cared for by the human hands of Mary and Joseph. True or false? So, even though it's the Spirit that put the baby there, when the baby was born, the Holy Spirit was not the one who naturally took care of the baby. The nature, the caring of the baby that was born by the spirit became the responsibility of a man and a woman. So this is where the local church come into the picture of the divine call. So you have a call. You have a ministry. So under the new covenant, ministry is born out of the local church. So this is where pastors come in Shepherds come in, so there is something in you. So even when you believe that God has given me something, God has put something in me, he puts you in the care of a father and a mother. That family setup is the church. Is what? Is God talking to somebody here? That is why under the new covenant, the early church is the one that sent out missionaries who were already called, conceived, and anointed by God. So you read Acts and you see that it says that, and God separated them, but the church laid hands on them and sent them. And the Holy Ghost sent them. Now, if the Holy Ghost has sent somebody, must human beings lay hands on them? But the call is not legitimate. <laughs> yes. So the church sends. Is it powerful? Most of my friends I started like my early days Christianity with. Who left the church to say, oh, I'm on my own, I'm on my own. They were sharper prophet, heavily loaded with giftings and talents from God, but they are no longer in ministry. Because they didn't stay in church. A lot of them are imprinting. <laughs> hey. 
Recently, one of them, for many years, he has not spoken to me. He got my number and he spoke to me. He said, senior man of God. I said, me, your friend, I've become senior man of God. That is, it's, it's like a, somebody who does run away from school. He never passes exams. That you could have become an engineer, but you find yourself becoming, you know, I don't want to say some things. <laughs> I don't want to say something. It's a camp. And I have to behave myself. So when you are in church, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Don't make yourself like. Listen to me. We, are, we have fresh blood inside us. Yes. Hey. <laughs> so it's a blessing. The church is a family. And this is the nurturing ground. Is the breeding ground for ministries. You will not know what is inside you. Samuel did not know what was inside him. But as he stayed in the temple, stayed in the temple, stayed in the temple, under the tutelage of Eli, the priest, he started hearing the voice of God. He didn't even know that was the voice of God. It was when he went to Eli, he said, did you call me? He said, I have not called you. He came back again. He said, did you? I heard your voice. He said, ha. When you hear it again, say that, Master, speak. Thy servant hear it. That is, of himself, he wouldn't have been able to recognize the voice of God. But God put him in the care of a shepherd. That's why you read Jeremiah. He said, I will give you shepherds after my own heart. He said, I will choose a place and put my name there. So, being part of a church is not an accident. It's part of God's divine plan to make you become the person he has called you to become. It's nice, oh. <laughs> it's powerful. This is powerful. It's very powerful. So we are here. Tell somebody, this is an appointed place. God has sent me here to bring my ministry out. So by this understanding, you get to realize that the church is the cooking pot for all ministries in the New Testament under the New Covenant. When you meet somebody who says, I'm this, I'm that, I'm that, and he does not have any tie to a legitimate ministry. Be careful. Oh. <laughs> when Saul started prophesying, they asked him, they said, who, this one, who is his father? Whose son is this? Because we must know your source to authenticate your oil. It's powerful. So, once we know that God calls people through the church, you see that somebody is around, is an usher, is an usher. By the time you know, next three years, is a pastor. How? The church. This is the cooking pot. Is God talking to somebody here? It's a cooking pot. 
as you are here, God is working on you. God is just causing that which must come out of you and must become clear to you to become very clear unto you. Now, another dimension of ministry that you need to understand, we are doing basics, is that God calls human beings. God does what? <laughs> God calls human beings. In the scriptures where we read, we see two characters. We see Mary and we see Joseph. And these two characters are of great importance as we learn about the wisdom of ministry. Mary was the carrier of the seed. The Holy Ghost said, I have impregnated her and she shall conceive. So Mary was a carrier of the seed. Are you with me? Who was Joseph? Look at verse 20. But while he taught on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream. So Joseph, and, and saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not. Take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. So two things. Mary was carrying the seed. Joseph was seeing visions. Seeing dreams. Angel telling him. The lady around, she has not done any wrong. Take her. She's carrying a seed. The question here is that, are the two people separate entities? I do not see them as separate entities for one singular reason. The fact that Mary and Joseph were married and that made them one before God. Because the two shall be one. And that happens only in marriage. Is somebody here? So you see somebody carrying the seed and you see somebody seeing the visions. And the two are one. And what that means is that the conceiver of the seed and the visionary of the ministry are one and same in flesh through marriage. <laughs> so God has put a ministry in me. Then he makes me have visions and dreams and he speaks to me and all of that is Joseph. Dreams and visions. Where you are going, blah, 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 blah. Then he has put the seed also in me. But because marriage makes the two one. The seed of the ministry in you. And he also makes you see where you are going from time to time. Dreams, short, short. Vision, short, short. And all of that. So one person doesn't have a seed and another person has a vision. He makes sure that anybody who has a seed of the ministry also has the spiritual awareness with time as you grow in the Lord. Like me, by the grace of God, having the privilege to be the general overseer of the keeper's house, the seed of the ministry is me. But he gives me the vision that after 15 years with Victory Bible Church, I need you to ask for a release and let them release you, bless you, and start out like this. Do you understand? So, 
Every chosen minister must carry the seed and visions of their ministry at the same time. I am pregnant with ministry and I am aware. The vision makes you spiritually aware of what you are carrying. So some people are not spiritually aware of what they are carrying. It's one of the reasons why you have been depositing yourself in different places, not knowing your worth. But when you know what is in your pocket, do you know it's not everywhere you, are, you attempt to go? No, when you know there's a gold bar inside your pocket. Do you go to suspicious areas? Because what is inside your pocket is valuable. <laughs> hey, I said somebody dashed me a Rolex watch in Tanzania. I put the watch here. And tra traveling on from East Africa to this place, I was as if I was doing the pledge. I promise on my honor to be faithful and loyal to Ghana, my motherland. The thing was here, my heart was protected it with my life. Any other thing, any other place was so important to me. What was important to me was a valuable watch in my top pocket. Very important. So when you know what you carry, the seed you carry, you don't put yourself here and there, blah, blah, blah. You didn't see Mary trying to attach herself with some, some stranger or Joseph going on. No. They stuck together, heard the voice of God to maintain and to grow what God had put in them. When you are not aware that you are carrying a holy deposit, a divine deposit, you don't even treat yourself well. You don't take yourself serious. Everywhere is somewhere for you. You know, so sometimes you are, that's why you see that men of God in the ordinary, they secluded themselves. The church, the early church, they were just keeping to themselves. The Bible said they, they went back to their own company. <laughs> Somebody said their own company. So they had their own association. They had their own company. They refused to be in a company that was not going to sponsor what God had put in them. Because what was in them was supernatural. Was a blessing. Tonight, God wants you to recognize that his seed is in you. And that seed is a seed of ministry. Praise the Lord. When you recognize it, your blessings have begun. Your importance. Can you imagine that? If, I, if someone sends... Okay, imagine America giving like a code or something valuable to maybe a Navy SEAL. They will just put that person in the best transportation possible, two of us. Because whatever the person is carrying is important for the nation. There are many of us here and all of us that... God deems very important, but we ourselves have not seen ourselves as important. Kalamazo <laughs> Labragida. It is like when mistakenly, maybe you are watching Mr. Bean. And then somebody's gold watch accidentally enters into his bag. And Mr. Bean is not aware. 
And Mr. Bean is running around in his joke. Here and then, the owner of the gold watch is chasing Mr. Bean. He's watching. So whilst Mr. Bean is joking around, the owner of the watch is seriously pursuing, following, watching, gradually, so that he's going to get to a place where he says that, I'm doing everything to recover this thing. But Mr. B, not knowing what is inside, oh, he'll be throwing the bag. Play. <laughs> you know how the guy behaves now. Hey, he can put it in a way that the, the owner of the watch will feel like, Kai, this guy is endangering my wealth. And for him, everything is a joke. It's a casual life. God has put something in us. And his eyes are always watching us. But for some of us, because we don't know what is in the bag, the Bible said there's this treasure in an earthen vessel. So that the excellency, you know, so, but we don't know. That's why sometimes you just put yourself in a precarious situation. Because you don't know what is in your container. But today, God is bringing you to that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. Is God here talking to somebody here? That you will know, one, the hope of his calling. When your eyes are open, that you will first know the hope of his calling. The hope of his calling. When your eyes open in Christ, the first thing to know is the calling. When you know the calling, look at that verse. It said that, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling. Say hope. Now tell somebody that there is hope concerning the ministry. Yeah, so people, well, I remember when I was young, there was a woman who was living with us. When he heard that I was going to Assemblies of God Church, that woman was a Hindu woman. She used to send me around my mother's, uh, my grandma's friend. And so she, she didn't want me to be in Assemblies of God at all. He said, ah, if I want to be a, a priest, I should be a priest in Anglican or something. He said, that, uh, no, 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 and I was not even born again. <laughs> Until I entered into assemblies of God. Hello? It does not mean those churches are not good churches. But I was not called there. But when I became... Now, the reason why this lady Mpo went to complain to my people was that when I became born again, almost... Her room was directly above us. The tongues... The tongues. She will be blowing her incense and the tongue. Kula Jagadaka. Afternoon tongues. Evening tongues. The thing will come from the window to her, her place. So sometimes she will meet me and say, why do you make noise like that? <laughs> then when the noise won't stop, she now went to complain to my people. My father was there. He went to my mother's people. Complain to them that if this your son want to be a priest, he'd rather be a priest there. I don't think she wanted me to be a priest in Anglican, but it's like the tongues were disturbing her. Hey! 
But I said, no, this one, I must stay on course. This angle is very good. I saw the hope and he told me, he said that if this guy wants to be a pastor, he will be useless. Oh. Me, I will be useless. Come and see now. This is useless. <laughs> this is very useful. Oh. It's what? I mean, he that to when somebody said, the son said he has a calling, the person will start crying. And he'll go and call elders to come and advise the son. You know, it's like all his or her labor, the labor of the parent has gone down the drain. She said, I've trained you, and now you want to become a pastor. <laughs> but there is hope in this calling. Praise the Lord. Come on, if you are a child of God, there is hope in this calling. This is, a, is, it, is it a camp? There's hope in this calling. There is hope for being a child of God. There is, Bible says, Christ in you. Is the hope of what? Is it the hope of shame? What kind of thing is the hope for? The hope of glory. Your eyes will be open to that hope. That's why some of us are very happy that God has called us. So you to when you are an usher, you should be happy about the call. Because there is hope about that call. God has given you money and that is what you used to do the ministry. You should be happy about that call because there is hope. There, I'm telling you, there are so many things money cannot buy. But because you are in a the ministry, there is hope for you. Hope of the calling. And the next thing is what? <laughs> and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saint. <laughs> it's powerful. Once you, you, you have a revelation about the ministry, it opens the door for you to begin to receive the riches of the inheritance. That God has to offer his children. In the center. That all of us have a portion in Christ. But the way you contact your portion is to have a revelation about your ministry. That's why you come to the church, you can't continue to be an ordinary member. There must be a ministry you are doing. The next one. Talks about riches. Then, and, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power? Power is connected to the ministry. Power. May it become your portion in Jesus name. So God calls human beings. You see that? It's just the, the ministry he's birthing. He locates the womb of Mary. He locates the house of Joseph. Locates the womb of Mary. And decides that I'm going to use this Mary to bring forth what I want to do. Is it powerful? So, here we see that the Lord himself, the seed of the ministry... Is planted by the spirit, but it is delivered by human beings. That's what the ministry is inside. But as you are praying, you are pushing. <laughs> as you are serving, you are pushing. It's coming out. Is it coming out? So, God's supernatural treasure investment is in your body. What is inside is spiritual. 
but it is contained by human beings. Ministries are conceived in human wombs. That is why God always gives visions to human beings so that he can use us for ministry. He'll give you a ministry. He'll give you a vision. Do prisons ministry. Sponsor 10 people's education. It's all part of the ministry. Ministry of helps. Whatever God lays on your heart for the sake of Christ is ministry. And you see that this is God's supernatural program. But you, you the human being, you are the channel. You are the container he wants to use to manifest it. Because we don't see God. He's a spirit. The way we see him is the activities he, he does through human containers. So as we are here, the same way Satan uses human beings to execute his agenda. That's how God uses available beings to execute his agenda here on earth. Praise the Lord. I don't know in heaven, but here on earth, human containers. Now say I'm a container for ministry. One more time. Say I'm a container for the Holy Ghost to work through. So what is the conduct of the man God uses in ministry? What is the conduct? In verse number 19, you see that Bible said that, Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately or privately. So Joseph sees that, the lady I went to pay dowry for says she's a virgin. But all of a sudden, she's pregnant. And I, I'm not responsible. So in, her mind, in his mind, the Bible says that he was willing to put her away without making her a public example. Because it was a major thing for a virgin at that time to be pregnant without a husband. It was, it was a taboo. So Joseph is saying that this is a very big issue. But I don't want this girl to become a public shame. And I want to handle matters privately. Is God talking to somebody here? So the question is, what kind of a man and a woman does God use? Or when you become born again, what must be your conduct as one that is in ministry with the Lord? What should be your conduct? Number one, the minister must be a just person. He must be what? Very, very straightforward. Must be a just person. Verse 19, then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, what kind of a man was he? was a just man. So the minister, the church worker, the person God has called must be a just person. You must be just. Just means that every called person must be righteous and just in God's sight. You must be righteous. You must have a high moral standard. Nothing makes our earthly ministries more glorious than integrity before God. Nothing. Nothing comes near. The Bible talks about Job. 
He said, Job, he was the righteous man and God blessed him. He was righteous. The holiest was the wealthiest. And God even testified about him. Have you considered my servant Job? The guy is holy. When you are doing ministry, you are an ambassador for Christ. So you are God's marketing value. God's marketer on the road. And you must be just. Mary was a virgin. And Joseph was a just man. Can you imagine? These two people in ministry, one was a virgin, one was a just man. <laughs> so the two were practitioners of holiness, which was both a spiritual and a moral high standard in their time. Now, in our time, people want us to believe that you can do anything in the business of God. You are in the choir, you are firing people. You say you are in ministry. How can you be in ministry? How? how? You are a deacon, you are sleeping with people. How can you say you are in ministry? You are a blow man. You can't be a minister. Whilst God is building, you are breaking. That's not ministry. God said, I will build my church. You are not a pillar, you are a caterpillar. Hey. Now, that's not ministry. You pay somebody school fees, you must have sex with a person. That's not ministry. Somebody who is a minister, listen to me, it's very important because in the local church, a lot of things can go on in the local church. You see attack in the choir. Some places it's very bad. If the choir master doesn't sleep with you, you won't get a, a slot to sing. Yeah. To lead the song, you, know, you must pay a price. I'm preaching now. Am I preaching? Every one of us here in this church, we are in ministry for the Lord. And the first standard is that you must be just. You must have character. <laughs> the bankruptcy of your character destroys the integrity and the dignity of your ministry. God talking to Joshua, he said, it doesn't matter put before them good and evil. Let them choose good and live. But anybody who chooses evil, let them know they are, that their sin will find them out. Question I want to ask is, I know under the new covenant, grace has taken away the harshness of the law. But I want to ask a simple question. I don't want to give an answer. Has God changed his moral standard under the new covenant? That's what I, I want to know. His moral character. Has it changed under the new covenant? And let me say that in the old covenant, he said, if you sleep with another person's wife, you have committed adultery. But under new, that one, if you do the action, old covenant, then the new covenant under grace. 
He says, if you see the woman and you last after her. This why you have not slept. Oh. <laughs> you have just said, what shall no cry? No, when you are I'm a empire and I'm a boy Catholic. But near my young, I dream. Hey. Nice, pa. You have already committed it. That is to say that under grace, the standard is even higher. Just. And why is this very important? Because your power in the spirit will be questioned if your integrity is not intact. Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Who are you? Joshua, the high priest, was wearing a priestly garment, but there were spots in it. Satan went. He just wanted to scatter this man. And God had to intervene. In ministry, you must be just. You must be just. You must have a high moral standard. Some of the ladies are around, they say, this is the first time maybe a pastor, a man has brought them closer, tried to work on them, they've opened up, and some things have not happened. Those things have happened to people. As for ministry, if you are a ministry, you are a child of God, the spirit that is in you is called Holy Spirit. Holy is the word. What is the name? Of, what is the name of the spirit? Holy Spirit. So you have to be just. Once God enrolls you, you need to be just. Just. Don't be playing something, some games. It's not nice. They say temptation has overtaken me and all that. We pray that you will see the way of escape. In the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> that amen didn't come out at all. Did I strike a nerve or something like that? Number two. The minister avoids bringing public shame to the ministry. All of us here who are ministers of Christ. We must avoid bringing public shame to the ministry. Verse 19. Being a just man and not willing to make her a public shame. Not willing to make her a public example. Because the society itself was against such a woman who was pregnant without the involvement of the husband. But this Joseph said that... Mm, because she's containing the ministry, I'm not going to bring the ministry Mary is containing to a public spectacle. Well, not everybody will understand, but I can contain it. Is God talking to somebody here at all? Some people bring the ministry to a public shame. You are here. You yourself, you are a minister. You do anyhow, anyhow with your life. But the Bible said in Matthew chapter 5. Is it chapter 5? And it says, let your light so shine. Verse 15. In Matthew chapter 5. Chapter 6 actually. 
5, 5 verse 16. Matthew 5 16. He says what? Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven. That is the glorification of God in heaven has a lot to do with the kind of light you and I portray to the eye of the public. Hello. They say some pastors are thieves. They say some are crook. And as much as we hold pastors to a high standard, children of God who are church members must also know that you too, you can bring the ministry to disrepute. You are buying your cocoa across the street and you are sending family matters here. You are talking there, you are talking. This church too, when you come to. Now church is not like before. A hypocrite. You are from the church. You are buying your cocoa across the street. Then you are trying us at the power to the cocoa people and the customers there. So that cocoa seller and watch seller, they know everything going on inside this house. Because you are not happy with a brother. Instead of sorting your issue with your brother, you have gone outside there and you are insinuating. Hey! You can talk, Papa. Ask somebody, are you a parrot? Hey! Something small you don't understand. Everybody is a hypocrite in church. And as you are talking, there are people... There are people who hate God and church already. And you are arming them never to be in the presence of the Lord. Because what you don't understand is that your, your activities, your attitude is bringing disrepute, is giving us public shame. But Joseph was not willing to put her out there in the public eye. He decided, I'm going to cover this lady because of the ministry. She was carrying Christ inside. Maybe the church is not important to you. But people came here and they were mad. People came here. One woman, where is Aunt Irene? She came here. She was dead. Dead. They put her there. Blood was not going through the brain. She was there. Morning flavor. She was there. Pew! Like that. Pew! She had become black and red at the same time. Pale like that. First time in the church. People were, who came here addicted to we, girls. You will never talk about those ones. But something somebody said about you that you didn't like. And something you saw that looked like something that was not. That's why you have carried your interpretation everywhere. You say, eh, now the church that has come, eh, let me tell you. Be careful. Oh. <laughs> Be what? If you are not careful, you'll be fighting against the work of God. Pray that God will help you. 
But don't bring the ministry to disrepute. Some of us are in ministry, but the way we behave in our houses. When they, some people, when they hear, hey, this one, she sings in the church. <laughs> wow. Oh, interesting. Then I see that the pastor is canal. But because if this one is singing, nah. And while she was singing, the pastor was very powerfully ministering, like anointing has come. He said, No. This pastor, this anointing that has come upon him from this canal sister, canal brother. I don't think it's a genuine anointing. Yeah, it might be a genuine anointing. But God can even use an ass, a donkey, to glorify himself. But those of us who are no longer babies, yeah, as for children, they can misbehave outside. And people don't even put a lot of value on it, true or false. But when you are an adult, what you do in public, what you say in public, it's important. It's what? That's number two, qualification. Number three, conduct. I'm te- and I'm praying that devil will not lie to you not to come tomorrow. Because I can already hear demons talking. Demons talking. <laughs> number three, the Bible said that this Joseph was doing something important. Number three, the minister thinks always about honoring God privately as well. Honoring God what? Privately. Matthew 6, 6. In, in this same verse 19, Bible said, and Joseph was minded to put her away privately. The minister thinks always about honoring God in his private space. I won't make her a public spectacle. If I'm going to let her go, I'm going to do it privately, honorably. So there is a conduct, there is a standard for being a minister when you have a conflict with someone. The Bible says that, look, settle it amongst yourself. It's private. Is it not private? But you, you have an issue with somebody all of a sudden, your click, your click of seven, pa, 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 like that. Everybody has said. So all of them become adversarial to that one person. And they have not heard a, a part of the story. It's like a gang up against one person. Very dangerous. Privately, honorably. Matthew 6 6. Look at what the Bible said. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father which is in, in secret. Your father which is where? I can't hear you. Your father which is where? And thy father which seeth in where? Shall what? Where? That's a principle. If you honor God in your private space, he will honor you openly. That's ministry. What he was thinking. So the privacy of the honor started from 
internal mechanism, internal operation. I was thinking. I'm thinking. This, some of us are thinking, eh? God must help us. Oh. Because as a man thinketh, So, you, we have to get to that point where you have to know that God sees you in your private space. That's what I'm saying. So, in my private space, when I have this understanding as a minister, I cannot be defiling myself in my private space. Bible says that if there be any good thing, things of virtue, this is, think on these things. Think on these things. So, there is a way that God wants you to think. And there are things God wants you to be meditating on. There are things God wants you to be preoccupied with or be occupied with. When you are thinking about things that do not bring glory to God. You can't be a minister. Because to be a very, very, very quality minister, it starts from you. And God in your private space. You can lie to all of us here. In public. But you can't lie to God. Because God knows you in total. He knows that every 11 p.m. you watch pornography. And I'm not there to see It's powerful. Is it powerful? There's one sister here. She wanted to do a business. The business had to do with selling a lot of sex toys. Yeah. Plus other things. So when she came and I preached one message, she had invested heavily in that. She just put all those things aside when she had heard the message. And when she put them aside in honor of God, God showed there another business to do. And that one has made there to explode. More than selling sex toys. Eish. And I'm preaching here. Am I preaching? Uh, I'm dancing. Am I dancing? Wow. What goes on inside you is important. Because God wants to work in us. And the work starts from our private places. So when you pollute your private place, it becomes difficult for you, to, for the flow of the spirit, the activities of the spirit, to be relevant there. When you now say, look, we are impressionists too. We dress, we put on tie, we look sharp. Outside is very sharp. But the inside. As we are here right now, some people, you see them, they have dressed nice, prim and proper. 
Naturally, oh, prim and proper. But go to their room right now. It's like they just opened the bail. <laughs> hey, am I preaching here? That is not a sino. I'm just using it as an illustration. That the way you are looking sharp on the outside. I wish your bedroom is the same. It's like pastor has spoken the truth, pa. I'm praying that the way you are looking sharp on the outside, eh? everything will be looking very sharp on the inside also. Shout a louder amen. <laughs> Some of us, we are angels outside. But we are something else. A minister must have consistent character in the private place and in the open place. You must not have dual personality. You must be consistently consistent in how you live your life. You have to be straightforward. You have to be transparent. Do you understand? Don't cut corners. The person God sends to become a mouthpiece for Christ one of his works characteristics is that he comes to shout that make straight the path of Christ. So we make straight the path of Christ. We don't make crooked the path of Christ. So if you're a crooked person, when you meet Christ and you have look at Paul, very crooked guy, killing people. But once he met Christ, something happened to that guy. Do you understand? That's the Bible says that he that steals, let him not steal again. Don't plan the downfall of people in your private place. Oh. Don't contribute to anybody's downfall. Some people, when they hear some men of God are in trouble, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are all members of one body. Don't you see when you have toothache, how your head aches? How it affects your appetite. So your stomach too will have troubles. Yeah. You would think it has not affected you until you go and run some scans and they will tell you that the infection has gone inside. It's entering into your brain. <laughs> then you say, I thought it was just a gum, gum rot. Not knowing the thing has gone foul. He taught that I will do this thing honorably. So in your private place, be honorable. And let God be the standard. Let him be the eye. I see in the secret place. So your quiet time is your secret place. Your devotional life is your... Is God talking to somebody here? Secret place. Look, let me just say this in closing. All of us here, we are children of God. At some point in time in our walk with God, we have to stop the play and just be serious that look, me dear gracha. 
after playing for so many years, you know, the rest of my years, they are dedicated to living for God, working for God, and honoring God with my life. Yes. That's all. Because I'm a minister. I'm a minister for Christ. Can you imagine? The Holy Ghost decided to dwell in you to make you his house. So whatever you are doing in your private space, he is there. He uses your eyes to see. So as you are watching things you must not watch, now in the watch too. <laughs> I'm telling you this. Don't you? When God wants to watch something, is he not inside you? Are you not after his nature and in his likeness, image and likeness? Yeah, so all of us, we look like God. So when God just enters me, he takes my form. If he wants to see in my eyes. So if I'm watching demonic cartoons, I'm exposing his eyes to watching demonic cartoons. The things I'm touching, he's touching through my hand. That's when I pray for the sick. This my hand cannot heal anybody. The reason why the healing comes is because his hand is operating through my hand. So the same way when I touch things that must be consecrated, they get consecrated by his consecrated hands. When I touch things that desecrate, I'm desecrating his hand because it's the same hand. So I have to watch what I touch. That's why it says that come out from amongst them. Some things don't touch them. Don't touch. Because you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are the outer body. Housing his spirit. Watching porn with God. So Holy Ghost should be now so what bread. In release tension, why? Ask somebody, what kind of lifestyle is this? How can you expose a holy God to an unholy cartoons? And there about some cranny. Is it a blessed evening? This camp is for how many days? This is introduction. Say the, the ministry is inside me. Say it. Say the Holy Ghost has conceived the ministry in me. Say, say I'm a career of divine ministry. And this year I will fulfill my ministry. In the mighty name of Jesus. Can you please rise up? Say whatever God has called me to become. Whatever God has called me to do in his kingdom. I will do and I shall become. In the mighty name of Jesus. One more time. One more time. Say whatever God has impregnated my destiny with. Before I was born here on earth. I declare right now. That it shall come out. I shall deliver that thing. In the mighty name of Jesus. 
You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-916-168 or 0277-532-360. Join us on Sundays at 7 a.m. for the first service, 9.30 a.m. for the second service and 11.30 a.m. for the third service. On Wednesdays at 6 p.m. for our midweek and communion service and on Saturdays at 6.30 a.m. for our morning flavor prayer services. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.